So hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Saddlecast for this season uh, with myself, Glenn Price, and Ollie Warner as usual. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, well, we lost, didn't we? So oh, We did, Paul yeah. Hurst out. <laughs> <laughs> I joke, obviously. Um, yeah, so we're, we're here to cover the uh, the end of the run, losing 1-0 to Peterborough United um, on Saturday, which uh, I went to Ollie, um, and I'm aware you didn't go. You had, you sort of said last week you went away for the weekend, didn't you? So yeah. did, you get, did you manage to even listen to the game? Yeah, I did, so using iFollow. Um, oddly, I don't know if other people have had this, with your iPhones, they won't let you play apps through like your, your car and stuff as much now these days, so I, had to, I managed to get it to work through using um, Safari on my phone, and yeah, listened to um, BBC Shropshire for the first kind of 15, 20 minutes, yeah. and then went into a, like a, yeah, we often like going to Castle's and stuff so we went to this Tudor castle built by Henry VIII oh. um, and then um, after two minutes after listening then we were a goal down so yeah Sky Sports were updating me and then I listened to all the second half as we were driving back to Shaftesbury oh well so, you, um, you jinxed yeah, us when so you were listening then so exactly yeah so <laughs> exactly yeah so you think you had one of your kids adventures oh we did yeah yeah I had a, I had a day where I took the kids so we went swimming to Corby on the way there which was quite lucky actually because I don't know if you saw there was the main road into Peterborough was closed oh, so right. a lot of town fans had quite a lot of problems getting there whereas we came from a different direction which was quite lucky because yeah I think there was roadworks or something like that so um, we ended up getting there about an hour before kick off and um, went straight into the game and there was already about 100 town fans in there which was yeah, they were saying on the radio as they were doing, and they were talking to Mr. Posh and a few random th- um, things on the radio, and they were saying that the town fans were in there were noisy yeah. way before the kickoff. It was fantastic, yeah, and so we were having a chat with a few fans and uh, had a bit of a podcast reunion in the end, sat by a couple of our guests we've had on, so Sam Morris and Sean Evans, and also uh, Lewis, who'd done some stuff for us covering some of the games we yep. couldn't make from Ipswich, who brought his daughter, so we had a bit of a crash going, I think there was four or five <laughs> kids running around down the front, um, and one of the nice things for the kids, actually, was um, they were all down the front, we sat right on the front row, um, and while the warm-up was going on right in front of us by the town players all these kids were like doing the same things they were doing all the stretches and they were running up and down the line with them and the, the lads kind of loved it from what they were looking at they were sort of smiling over and giving thumbs up to the kids so yeah it was quite a nice family environment before the game started so um, yeah it was it was a nice day out so um, yes I enjoyed my day <laughs> not the result so um, yeah we'll go into the game now Ali and we'll, we'll cover what happened they have another corner second in quick succession here it comes from Tolly Tinson's in there could break for Dobby yeah! and he scores Dwayne Dobby So, um, Shrewsbury um, lost, unfortunately, away at Peterborough. We lost 1-0. There was um, 5,600 um, fans in total. Um, I hear there was over, um, 662 Shrewsbury Town fans, so that was a good turnout. Fantastic. And unfortunately, Madison scored in the 14th minute. Um, we'll come on to his goal as we obviously go through the game. But um, <laughs> yeah, this would have been our 16th win. So it was 15, so we rounded it off at uh, 15. Um, An unlucky episode 13 of the Salacast where we had to yeah, talk yeah. about our first... Um, league um, defeat so yeah a bit, a bit of a shame but um, going into the the match obviously the big news was all about Junior Brown um, that he's got a 19 month layoff which is just killing for him and the team and the fans um, so that's a real shame and also for him personally his contract does go at the end of the season so mm. it'd be interesting to see how that plays out um, but everyone was surprised um, so we were driving in and listening to virtually all of the in, the pre-match intro and they were telling us that Sadler was, injured, was ill so he was um, out of contention for the game which meant that Beckles came in central defence as alongside Nasala, Bolton right back, Henderson in goal, Riley right um, was playing left back, obviously, slip of yep. the tongue there, he is a right back naturally, mm-hmm. Wally, um, Nolan, Godfrey, Gogo, Rodman and then Morris at front, so pretty much the same team as normal, obviously with two changes, um, and when did you find out about Sadler um, wasn't playing? So yeah, I, I kind of came in and we, we got got down and got settled and um 
uh, I think it was when Sam Morris came in, probably about 45 minutes before kickoff, and I'd, I'd still not actually had a chance to look at the team sheets. I know they'd been in, but um, I was I was being bothered by children. Um, and then Sam was like, you know, Sadler's ill, don't you? So I was thinking, oh my God, so we're missing Brant Brown and Sadler. So it was, it was going to be a real challenge to see how we dealt with having two of the normal four defenders out. So um, yeah, it was a bit of a shocker, really. And I'm aware he was ill, and I think it was probably the right decision, wasn't it? By, by the, yeah, I heard by, he's by been way. sick. So. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't, there's no point in pushing that is there and making him even worse. Um, so yeah, I can understand why why Sadler had stopped out, and, and we we haven't talked about Brown really. We talked about him going down and getting injured last week, didn't we? But you said nineteen months a minute ago. That would be a pretty bad injury. I think it's. Did nine I say months. nineteen? I thought yes, you said nine. No, nineteen. If he's out for nineteen months, he'd be injured for two seasons, wouldn't he? So yeah, yeah no, it was nine months, but still, that's a that's a terribly long time to be injured for, isn't it? And it's um an injury very uh, well similar in terms of the fact it's his knee like Weslowski and. Um, Knight Percival had and obviously you look at the, the the way their careers have gone since obviously Knight Percival still played at a high level you know still sort of playing for Bradford now and doing well and doesn't seem to have had a, any injury recurring and then you look at Weslowski and it, it happened again straight away didn't it for him and, and it went even after the operation and all the on the rehab so it is the sort of injury that can go either way isn't it so you know personally like every other town fan and like you just said we keep our fingers crossed that Chris Kitt works his magic again and we see him in a town shirt again but um, yeah, yeah. Not, not good it's an odd injury so Clint I don't know if you I know you had some trouble with your knees do you I know did. much about this do you know much about this injury he's done what, way worse than I did so there's, there's like your ACL um, which is your, your anterior cruciate ligament which I did the same thing as junior I basically completely tore mine but I only slightly ruptured my meniscus which is another tendon which apparently junior is also completely torn and then there's another part of your knee which I didn't do any damage to that he's also damaged so he's kind of damaged three elements of his knee um, so it, that's why it's such a long layoff Whereas, so why does it take so long is it just because they're so important so it takes so long to rebuild them yeah, you've got you've got. You, first of all, you, I think you have to either have it replaced with. I, I mean, I didn't. He's have, have an operation, operation, isn't he? Yeah, he had to have an operation, and the way you fix it, I think, is. And I don't know how the football club do it, but when you get it done on the NHS, the they insurance, take, I think. Yeah, they take part of your hamstring to replace it, or yep. they take part of something else. But as a professional athlete, if you're replacing it with part of your hamstring, then you're giving yourself potentially problems with your hamstring down the line. So, quite how that operation happens for Junior Brown, obviously, I don't know. But no. yeah, once you've had that operation, you've got to let everything knit and then get your strength back in your knee. So yeah, it can be a very very difficult thing to sort of deal with and um, yeah hopefully fingers crossed it comes good for him but um, yeah knees are a big problem you hear about all these players from back in the day that had a knee injury and uh, were never quite the same afterwards were they no so yeah so hopefully he'll come back um, and yeah um, so yeah let's go into the game yeah yeah so yeah we'll just say yeah so the, the, the team was now announced and it's obviously you know Riley playing left back then all of a sudden he did do it in the in the cup didn't he a few weeks ago so he'd had a little bit of practice there and then Beckles coming in to play centre back so you know it was it was slightly weakened from the off you would have suspected but you know they they both had to come in and step up and you know we'll talk about how well they did they did step up and and I wasn't actually overly concerned about the defence but um yeah I think before we get into the game really I think the the main thing to note was for anyone that wasn't there it was another quite windy day um, okay. I don't know where I don't know if it was windy where you were but it was no certainly... it was beautiful scare and clippy skies <laughs> uh, by us so. Yeah, it was definitely windy in Peterborough, mate. And um, they they started the the half with the wind behind them, you know, the first half. And they also watered the one side of the pitch they were attacking and didn't water the other side. So what was, obviously... was that our defensive left or? Yeah, so they were, they were they were it was our defensive area that they'd watered basically really heavy just before kickoff, and it was noticeable that they hadn't done both sides, which I thought was against the football league rules, but apparently not. Um, so they were looking for that advantage, and they did start well. To be perfectly honest with you, they they looked like a decent team in the first half, Peterborough. They they played it around pretty nicely. They 
yeah, I mean, the, the key things that they did to stop us playing really were they didn't give our central midfield time on the ball. Um, yeah. I don't know if that came across on the radio, but Godfrey and Nolan probably had the least amount of space to work in that they've had in any game this season that I've seen. I've only missed a couple. Um, and Nolan particularly, you could see him take his first touch and that second touch he would try and take, he had someone on him straight away. And, you know, they, they are our two main outlets, aren't they, really, for, for getting that ball and, and transitioning into the attack. And for me, that was the sort of noticeable thing in the first five to ten minutes that Peterborough had obviously had that instruction, they worked on it and it... And it worked pretty well, to be honest with you, and really, really closed us down from our sort of standard counter-attacking. Um, yeah. And then on the flip side, they had Madison and, and Marriott um, on the wing and up front, who were a real handful from the start of the game. So as who well. plays where? Sorry, just for those fans. So Madison's the winger, and and Marriott um, plays up front uh, for Peterborough. Um, yeah. And they were both they both had really powerful shots and wanted to shoot from everywhere. And um, there was a couple of shots they had that got blocked um, that looked like they could have been going in and, and being dangerous, but we, we got enough on them. But yeah, they really gave Toto and. Um, and uh, Beckles at the back are sort of, you know, I, I, they were running at them all the time and, yeah. and trying to get them turned their backs to goal. So yeah, it was it was it was tricky to be honest with you yeah. that first ten fifteen minutes, and we didn't really get into it until after that point. So how did um, the back four kind of settle? So uh, the back four, I think, kind of settled quite well when you consider what I've just said about how good Peterborough were going forward and, and those players. They were good. They made a lot of last, not last-ditch challenges, but they made the challenges at the right time. They tried to judge the ball as best as possible. There was a couple of times where, in the first couple of minutes, Beckles misjudged one ball over the top. I can remember that almost got us into trouble, but you know he was just settling into it. And there was a lot. You notice there was a lot of talking between Toto and Beckles. First yep. ten minutes, they didn't stop talking to each other. They were trying to work on their shape and get to grips with the players they were playing against, and that was fantastic. And it actually looked to me a little bit like Beckles was sort of taking the the senior man position there, which was strange. He was he was really talking, and he was talking to the right left backs as well and yeah I was impressed with Beckles um, but once they got to grips with it you know Peterborough still sort of dominated all the first half but you know they did enough and they, and they played pretty solidly and Riley didn't look out of his depth at left back and Bolton had another solid game so when people were saying oh we missed Brown or that was the reason we lost it was the injuries that we had at the back I actually don't think it was I think we lost the game in midfield in the first half I don't think the defence was actually the problem personally for me okay interestingly yeah. so then yeah. and then and then they um, and then they scored yeah, they did. I mean, Hendo had made a couple of saves just before they scored from from long range efforts, and um, the goals. It, you know, we're getting to the point where we're being a bit critical here because this is you know the end of this big run. But there's a couple of question marks to be asked about the goal for me in terms of Henderson on on, on where he was where he was sort of out out of his goal, and also I mean, it was right in front of where the town fans were. Where he hit it from literally yeah. probably you know ten ten meters in front of me, sort of thing. Um, and I think Godfrey could have done a little bit more. He could have just whacked it straight out of play, and the guy would never have had a chance to to even shoot. But when you take those two things into consideration, it was a hell of a goal. Probably the best goal that's been scored against us this season. And I know we've had a couple of good ones in recent weeks, but it was an absolutely wonderful finish. Yeah, it's it's funny actually because um, I was on the um, Sky Sports um, app. I mean, it said it was a really long range effort, and I tweeted at this <laughs> point in the game that we only seem to concede um, to real long range efforts. Yeah, yeah, we do. It's been a bit of a theme, hasn't it, recent weeks? Yeah. But I think that's you know. I think I said last week that's a kind of credit to us, isn't it? That we're not coughing up the easy chances and you've yep. got to score something like that. But yeah, you've seen the goal on highlights, haven't you? I mean, he was a bit off his line, Henderson. It's a he bit was. hard to point too many fingers at him, but um, he was, to me, he's, he's always got that mind that he thought we were going to win the ball and he was coming out a bit further to try and get involved and get involved in the passing sort of thing like he normally does. And I guess once in a while he's going to get caught out like that. So, um, you know, I'm going to let the lad off. You know, it's one, once in a while he might do something like that. But um it happened, and it was a very opportune strike, and he hit it bloody hard, to be fair. So, yeah, yeah you've got to just hold your hands up on that one, I suppose. Bit of the wind, do you think, as well? Yeah, it might even have been moving in the air for all we could see. I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen it on TV, but from our angle, it looks straight in. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll have to just leave it on that. I mean, there was only 14 minutes gone, so it wasn't like we'd lost the game then. There was a no. lot of time we could have got back into it. But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, the goal kind of woke us up a little bit, to be honest with you. It, we did start yeah. to play a bit better after that, which was good. Um, so, yeah, one all down, what a hit. Um, I got here, yeah, yeah, how we responded, really. You were going to ask me about that, weren't you? Yeah. And I just said then that, um, yeah, I think we responded quite well. I, but I should say before that, um, before the goal, and generally for the first half, I wanted to have a word about Carlton Morris because... He obviously started, which is which is um, you know he's sort of got an ongoing battle now with Payne, hasn't he? It seems a bit more even, doesn't it, than than Payne is first choice and Morris is second choice. It seems like we're switching between them a lot more now, depending on the type of opposition we've had. And it certainly was the type of opposition for Carlton Morris to play, and not Payne, because they had that old Newcastle centre back playing at the back. Stephen Taylor. Saying, Stephen Taylor, and I don't think Payne would have got much change out of him. Whereas Morris, his physicality, he did brilliantly in the first half for me. He. You, you could hit the ball to him whether it was his head or his chest or his feet and he was able to get it, move it on and keep us moving and keep us going. Whereas if we hadn't had that outlet, we would have probably been hammered in the first half because we just wouldn't have been able to get out. So yeah, I think that was a, a good credit to Morris and it, it shows his continual improvements, I suppose, isn't it, Ollie? Yeah. So, um, so after obviously we conceded and as you say, yeah, there was still, you know, at least um, like 80 minutes of, you know, of total game to go. And yeah. How did we respond? Did, did we kind of just carry on playing? Or did the game, did the goal change our uh, style of play or mentality at all? No, we, we kept going. I think Hurst did obviously give what we started with and the, and the approach that we'd taken at, at the start of the game. Even though that that goal wasn't going to change anything immediately, um, so we played the same style and the same attacking formation, you know, the same formation going forward. Um, we played a little bit better. There was a couple of chances. We had a real nice move where we we just let ourselves down with a final ball. Morris had a chance almost straight away actually after the goal where Wally had a free kick out wide and, and Morris got sort of a flick header on it across goal but the keeper palmed it away. It was actually quite close to going in. Um, but to be fair, as much as we improved after the goal a little bit, Peterborough was still the more likely to score. They were good on the counter against us. They were a bit wasteful to be honest with you with some of their last balls um, and they, they could easily have got a second. And I think you know that last five minutes it was one of those ones where you're sitting there thinking... We need to just get in here nil nil uh, one nil at half time because there's opportunities to change things after that point in time. So I was quite happy to get to half time at one nil. Um, I, I would say also one of the pro- yeah yeah that was it really. We got to half time then. Okay, so, so how were we going forward um, on the radio? They were quite critical. Were they throughout That's the whole game? Really throughout the whole game? Really in terms of um, our final ball was quite poor. Oh. It was quite poor, and it was it was different reasons for different people. I think obviously you're expecting your your final balls really to be the ones coming in from um, the wings, aren't you? And and Rodman never really got in the game at all. First half, it never seemed to go down his side, and when it did, um, it was easily easily broken away. Whereas Wally had a little bit more of the ball and probably did a little bit more attacking and got past his man, but he was really wasteful with his crossing. And actually, he was pretty poor when it came to just general passing in the midfield. He gave the ball away a lot, um, made some pretty poor decisions. So I wasn't very impressed with Wally first half. Um, and so they'd been taken out of the game, and then obviously you had the you had the central midfielders who were completely marked, and they were finding it hard to find space to find that killer ball as well. So, yeah, that's why it was relying so much on Carlton Morris because he was giving us a good option for the long or the medium range ball straight to him, and it, that was really the only opportunities we were we were getting to get out. So it wasn't quite the flowing football all the time that we've come to expect. It was something slightly different, um, but we we were really sort of trying to stop them scoring more than we were trying to actually break ourselves. So. Um, yeah, that was that was that was a bit of a summary of the first half attacking. I suppose it was very different in the second half. I should say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, for, from what I've heard, um, so obviously second half started, um, and how did we come out? Well, very different. Same same team, no changes yep. and no real formation change. But you could tell that the 
I think you know a combination of us knowing we were probably going to have a little bit of an advantage with the wind, so we were going to pen them back a little bit because of that. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, a, a Paul Hurst talking to at half time, and a, you know, he'd have probably seen what was happening in the first half and made some slight, you know, jigs that we wouldn't even be able yeah. to sort of tell. Um, and yeah, we we played really well actually in the first five minutes of the half, and and had, had a couple of chances and got down the wings a few more times, and and the, the wingers looked a lot more likely all of a sudden straight away. Um, particularly Rodman, who I thought started to have an influence on the game. Um. And yeah, we, we we actually started to play like we were in charge of that half, and and I'd say going for all that second half, we basically bossed it as much as we could, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, so the, we came out and uh, well after half time and sort of continued to build from there, really. Yeah, one thing I wanted to actually was um, one thing we've definitely seen at a Hurst is a uh, a reduction in the number of cards. Oh yes, uh, but there was a few, wasn't there? This in the in the first um, in the start of the second half. So yeah, what kind of what was happening? Was it were they fair yellow cards, or, or was it Town being more aggressive, or what was what was your kind of view of this? It's it's a bit a bit, bit of an interesting one because I think that it, a bit of a combination of they they made a few niggly tackles um, that seemed to wind up a couple of our players, and also they seemed to go to ground very easily when we put tackles in on them. Yeah, so I they think mentioned there was, that on BBC's Shropshire that someone did a bit of a girly squeal at one point. Oh, uh, it was pathetic, and so yeah, they started to sort of. Yeah, sort of rile our players up a little bit with the antics, which um, which was fair enough, I suppose. But um, yeah, particularly Abu Agogo, he lost his head at one point. To be fair, he um, he got yeah. niggly, <laughs> niggly tackled, and he yeah. ran into one tackle, got away with it because the ref played advantage. Then he went, then he chased someone down like really fast to make another tackle that was borderline booking. So he probably should have got booked for the first one. Second one was second one was dubious, and then the ball broke again, and he smashed into someone on the byline, and he got booked for that one. But he was skirting the line of me and maybe possibly being booked for both of those tackles. If the ref hadn't played advantage, he could have gone back and booked him. And actually, the first tackle was borderline red yellow. Do you know what I mean? It was right on the cusp. So. Abs got round up, and I remember at one point Carl Morris came over to him, and put his arm around his neck, and was like, "Chill out, man, chill out. You've got to calm down here. You know, you're gonna you're gonna cost us. It's still only one nil." So that happened, and then a few minutes later, um, Godfrey made a really easy challenge on one of their players, and he went down like clutching his things. And Godfrey just I, th- I think that was the one. I think that was the one the BBC um, Shropshire referring yeah, to when he squealed. And he just walked back over to him, and he towered over him. You know, Godfrey's massive, yeah. and he just just started shouting at the guy, the Peterborough player landed on the floor, just like giving him, you know, his his what for. Referee came over, booked him, um, and Nolan had already been booked as well previously to that. So um, all three central midfielders were on a booking then. So it was a case then, I think, for for a good five minutes where everyone was like, "We're one tackle away from going down to ten men here, and this being game over." But yeah, they did they did re- recoup themselves a little bit, but there was certainly a point in the game where. And also, they were getting yellow cards as well. They really got niggly, to be honest with you. It was quite an exciting game at that point. Um, so, yeah, there were no red cards, but it certainly looked like we were destined to get one, or they were destined to get one at one point. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, we were getting a, a few yellow cards at this point. And, yeah, me and Bex was, and Bex was saying, particularly, should bring someone on who hasn't been, obviously, take one of those players who have been booked off. And he did, didn't he? So, he, he made so he made some changes to the, the team brought on Payne and, and Bryn Morris uh, yeah. and took off Bolton and Riley so took both fullbacks off um, so, yeah. so how did he how did we how did we set up and um, yeah how did we play after that I don't know I think everyone's got a different f- f- view of the formation we played <laughs> afterwards I mean technically um, Godfrey dropped back into central defence and it was a three at the back with Toto and um, Beckles but he wasn't there very often because okay. it was basically a little so bit so he was almost versus, sitting in front of them yeah it was a basically attack versus defence from this point onwards you know we really pushed them back they tried to break on us and, and really they should have broken us better and scored a goal at some point because we had hardly anyone at the back sometimes but yeah so when Payne came on and played up front with, with Carl Morris and um, and then yeah three at the back and everyone else sort of sitting in midfield and the wingers still still where they were and it was a totally different game from that point onwards Hurst made the right sub at the right time there and 
you know, I remember sitting next to the guys I was just talking about at the start who we sat by, and we were like, oh, he'll probably take off one of the wingers, and he'll, you know, he'll probably bring on pain. So when we took both right and left back off, everyone was like, oh my god, we really are going for it. And and I'll ask you a question. What you know, that is an uber attacking substitution. Do you think that? You know, Hurst thought that was you know the right thing to do tactically, or did he think you know I'm on the verge of going 16 games unbeaten here, which is a club record. I'd rather put everything on the line and, and just go for it. Yeah, I think he just thought you know the only way we're going to get something from this game is to push push on. Yeah. We're already losing. If we lose two nil, um, it doesn't really matter. Um, let's try and get this this um, this point. And also, I get the impression from hearing some of the things the players said after the game that I think he was almost doing it. You know, is he is in kilt with the whole group? Okay. Yeah, I've heard some of the things when the players say, you know, we, well, you were gutted to lose, and I saw Dean Henderson tweet and stuff about, you know, gutted to have lost. So it's almost mm. like it was like the spirit of the whole camp, you know, yeah. to just try, let's not lose this and let's keep on going. So, yeah, and it sounded like, um, yeah, the rest of the game was just, um, at this point, we'd stopped and we'd walked on on the beach. So I was following on, t- <laughs> you know, frantically refreshing Twitter and, yeah, seeing you and um, Louis. Um, Lewis Cox just frantically going, oh my god! And then there was that one where I think Lewis, um, where and the shop had one cleared off the line. Yeah, well, yeah, we did, we did, you know, we did have a few half chances and close chances, and yeah, the shop had one cleared off the line. I think it was a header from a corner, um, which was probably about the closest we came, other than a bit later on. Um, so we should just say, so it became attack versus defence, and obviously it started quite. They were really deep. We were pushing them back, and it yeah. got worse and worse as the game went on. They they were very nervous because of the bad run they've had. You know, six games out of win, having lost four on the bounce, and I didn't realise that they played Oxford at home in their last game. They were one 0 up at half time, and they lost four one. So yeah. obviously there was some mental scars there as well. And I can see why if they do that, they they sh- they we should have probably punished them and and got an equaliser in the game at the end of it. It probably should have been a draw, um, but we just couldn't find a way through, unfortunately, because they did defend quite manfully at times. But eventually, we had the situation of sending our goalkeeper up for two corners in a a league game in October. And then at one point, he didn't go back. He just stayed out on the right wing and he was crossing balls into the box. And we were like, what what is going on here? It It was a really, really crazy... So you're saying that Dean Henderson played on the right wing for about a minute yeah definitely <laughs> in, in about the third minute of injury time and, there and this is this is not time. the FA Cup um, no. playing I don't know playing some non-league team like without being rude to a non-league team you know you know playing like you know non-league team at all home <laughs> yeah all the shot whatever you know we're, we're desperately trying to get a point or you know trying to you know save our relegation or get in the playoffs this is in October away yeah. at Peterborough and the goalkeeper's playing on the right wing that's brilliant it was mad. It was a really strange and crazy end to the game and we had lots of free kicks and we couldn't quite find the right man and we got a few free headers at the back post but we couldn't put it back across and, and it was an exciting sort of ten, fifteen minutes, especially the last ten, fifteen minutes and the six minutes of injury time. You know, town really should have scored at that point. They had all the ball. Nolan really started to hugely influence the game, you know, everything went through him again. Um Carlton Morris was really good up front. The the defenders and to be fair, Peterborough did break a few times, but Beckles made two amazing tackles in the, in the end of the game, in injury time, yeah. to stop us conceding a second. Um, but he was playing basically rush goalkeeper at that point, so <laughs> he, he had to, to be honest with you. And um, yeah, and, and it didn't fall, and, and it was unfortunate way for the, the run to end. But I have to say, you know, the final whistle went, and um, I actually went to the front because I was right at the front, and the lads came over, and I, I fully standard and applauded them for a good five minutes until they all went because it was a really pride proud performance for me you know that was my feeling I wasn't hugely disappointed we lost and devastated and thinking the wheels going to go off I was really really proud of the battle and the effort they put in at the end of that game because yeah. you they ne- they left nothing out there is what I've just put on the agenda and that's very true they really really put their all into it and yeah the first half was quite poor but you know it, 
we weren't battered by Peterborough from from more than maybe 10, 15 minutes in the game. And, and there was a point there. There was definitely a point yeah. there. And if, if we'd scored an equaliser on 60 minutes, I'd no doubt we'd have won that game. I really think Peterborough would have gone into themselves. Um, so there was that. And I should also say, you know, I'm talking about Henderson going up for corners. He did almost score from one of them. If you, <laughs> you'll have to watch the ex- extended highlights back, Ollie. But corner comes in and he, he is literally almost almost at the point of c- c- connecting with it. And imagine that. He's already a bit of a legend. If he'd scored the equaliser to keep this run going, he would have How probably would just... How newspapers have reported that? <laughs> It is crazy, yeah. So um, that that's my view of it, really. Yeah. I was quite proud. Dis- dis- disappointed a few people were going out. It was a bit of a mix. I don't think everyone felt like that. But um, that's football, isn't it? You're going to have to take one on the yeah. chin. We talked about Doncaster a few weeks ago where we didn't play very well and nicked it. This is kind of the opposite. We played quite well in, 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 in for the most part, I thought. And yeah, there you go. Unfortunately, we, we've we've been hit by our own you know, sucker punch in some respects. Now, that's not fair, yeah. actually. Peterborough, Peterborough deserved their goal and they deserved to be ahead at half-time. Um, and it was our challenge to get back into it and... We weren't we weren't sucker punched. We just fell down on our ability to just find that final ball. So, yeah, there we go. I was still very proud at the end, though, and I still am now. I thought it was a good effort. So, and one of the things, obviously, with the uh, with the context of the Oxford game, um, and obviously Peterborough fans wanting to, um, yeah, I'm sure Peterborough fans were well up for beating us. How? Yeah. Two questions. So, one first question was like, how good were the Peterborough fans, especially when they were under the cosh second half? Um, I don't want to be too harsh, Ollie, but I think the Peterborough fans were very good. No. I mean. For for a club like with the money they've got and where they've been in, compared to us in the last ten years, they're only getting crowds equivalent to or just slightly less than we do at home, which yep. I was quite surprised by. They're all spread out across the stadium that's way too big for them. To be yep. perfectly honest with you, there's one stand that's hardly used, and we made a really good noise with six hundred town fans in that area. Where it's all and like, it's all that think, roof is really annoying. Yeah. Um, roof that kind of keeps the sound in as well, isn't it? Yeah, it was really loud, and um, and also it's all like the wooden seats, traditional wooden seats. It's a horrible the way you stand. You yeah. know, you're in. It's just the view's not too bad because you're, you're not at least behind the golf once. But there's no leg room. It's bloody no. horrible. Um, and but the, and then the people the, fans were just quiet, mate. At the start of the game, it wasn't until about the 60th minute we really heard them do any chanting or anything. And what about um, on the final whistle? Were they? Um... Were they quite um, pleased to have beaten us? They were. That was the yeah. noisiest they were the whole game. And I think quite pleased with beating us and, and more so because the pressure they just experienced in that last 20 minutes. Yeah. I think there was a huge relief there because they'd survived a massive scare at the end against us and they'd finally put their bad run together. And I think that beating a team that were unbeaten all season was only a third element of that. It felt a lot like there was a lot of pressure on, on that result being being delivered and yeah. their players took it pretty well. There was a couple of fist punches, but actually they went over and, and the congratulations between two, two sets of fans was one of respect, I thought. There wasn't any, you know, we've done you now, you know. It was quite respectful because they knew... We'd give, we'd push them all the way to get that result. Okay. So yeah, I thought that was quite good to be fair. Cool. And what about the Shrewsbury fans? How was how did the Shrewsbury fans? Because I saw um, a lot of people um, tweeting and and stuff for the messages online about and Beebs Shropshire mentioning that the Shrewsbury Town fans were complimentary of the team. But were the yeah. Shrewsbury Town fans noisy throughout the game? Yes, yeah, Town fans were brilliant the whole game. Some massive chanting and Godfrey got his chant. And um, even though it, the, the chant does say he never gives the ball away, actually to be <laughs> in the first half, Godfrey gave the ball away a hell of a lot. But um, we'll let the lad off. But yeah, they they were great. And and you know, and I don't think anyone left before the players went off the pitch. You know, not many of them did, and and they got good standing ovations off everybody, not just me at the front. You know, everyone saw the effort they put in, and it was almost like a sort of you know, a lot. I, I was sort of going, I don't, not who am I to say this though, but with some of the lads coming over, and I was sort of saying, keep your chins up. I don't think anyone had them down, but I would have hated them for to go off thinking, ah, oh, that you know, for them to get their heads down about it. Cause it's it a long really way wasn't. to go, isn't there? Still a long yeah, way to it, go, and just be proud even, of what we've achieved. And the, but the performance wouldn't have warranted that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? 
So, yeah, and I don't think anyone did have their heads down. Like, Toto was still come over smiling and they were clapping all the fans. And, yeah, it was a great effort by the town fans. And, um, yeah, hopefully that will continue at more away games this season because it's, it's definitely making it more fun. Cool. No, that's great. That's fantastic. So, who is your, uh, yeah, who is your top three, Glenn? I said this last week. My man, Beckles. He's my new man. He's yeah, well, been... talking about Beckles, um, um, yeah, um, Becky was saying, oh, no, it's a shame, you know, Beckles will come to the team. And I'm like, well, actually, we, we spent a good amount of money on Beckles. And for me, he's... I don't know. It's, you know, it's a bit of an assumption to make, but I've got mm. the impression that, and we've talked about this already, that almost I assume that by Christmas time, you know, he'll be in the team. You know, he'll yes. be one of the. He'll be, you know, almost maybe even first choice central defence. And the fact that you're saying he's coming in and he's starting to boss the defence straight off, mm. um, yes, yeah. yeah, so maybe, maybe you'll kind of go, yeah adds um, weight to my argument. I think he's 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 league one ready from from the you know it's one game then against a good opposition but you know he played against Doncaster as well and I thought he was just really, just as good in then against a couple of good strikers as well. Yeah, I think he's league one ready. I think that you've got three centre backs now competing for two places and it might be much more of a, of a difficult decision for Hurst to make down the line because I thought he was fantastic on Saturday. And a lot of people gave Toto man of the match who who I should also say I gave third to. He was also brilliant. Toto was really really good again. But Beckles and, just looks a little bit more class on the ball. Yeah, I think he's I think he's actually yeah he's more confident on the ball. He's a, he's a bit of a player he's two footed as well yeah he's two footed and he makes a lot of good tackles at the right times and it was vocal and looks like a leader and I just think you know again second or third game for us you know starting in a a pressure situation like that where he's come into a defence that looked like it's been slightly weakened I thought he was absolutely fantastic so yeah I'm I'm, I'm gonna I might be ending up with a new Grandison you know (laughs) and I was really pleased on Saturday night because I said on um, Twitter I sent a message saying he was my man of the match thought you're fantastic absolute commitment you know and he sent me a message back so there you go he said well done and we'll we'll stop he didn't tell you to stop stalking him or anything like that (laughs) (laughs) no to be fair you can't on Twitter can you he said uh, we'll put it right at the next game so I thought yeah fair enough he's already looking forward and then yeah gave Toto third he was just as good as Beckles to be honest with you but um, I thought Beckles was uh, you know coming new into the team probably shaded it as well And um, but I gave second to Carl Morris so I thought you know he was in the first half really good as a target man and trying to get us out and in the second half you know provided quite a lot of problems for the defence as well when we were really going for it but um, just wouldn't quite drop for him I think if he'd have had one really good chance other than the header in the first half I'm pretty sure he would have scored so yeah that was it Beckles Morris Toto for me this week cool cool that's good that's interesting Um, and then just um, kind of a question that everyone's going to ask um, Ben fans especially fans who weren't there um, you know did did the fact that we missed, uh, missed Sadler and Brown have a big impact on this result or do you think that you know the, the guys that came in did fine, and it was just one of those kind of games? It's football, you know. You, it is virtually impossible to win, you know, every single game. Yeah, yeah. I think I did mention this in the intro to this before I said, it, but it's probably worth covering again. I, I don't think that if you consider we lost the game in the first half, I genuinely think the problem was midfield in the first half, not the defence. I think for the gen- generally for the whole of the game, the defenders were very solid. Yeah. They say Beckles and Toto are in my top two. And was Riley Bolton, comfortable at left back? Riley, yeah, Riley played really well. Bolton played really well. I know they got sacrificed late on, but you couldn't say they got sacrificed for anything they particularly did. They didn't, you know, if you look at Riley and, and Bolton playing at the, at the right and left back, they certainly gave the ball away a lot less than Wally did, for example. So, you know, they, they, they seemed to keep the ball a lot more. Um, and Bolton was his usual solid self, you know, not a good 7 out of 10. So, cool. yeah, I, I'm not too worried if we have to take this through to Christmas. Do you know what I mean, um, 
So I, I you know, I, I'm more concerned about people figuring us out and, and stopping our midfield like Peterborough did. Yeah. And, um, well, I think you know, teams that, are con- of like Peterborough, Peter, Peterborough have now done that, haven't they? Yes, um, a couple of times. And as I say, I'm also looking back, Warsaw also focused on that area as well, didn't they? And Fleetwood as well. Yeah, to be that's what I said. I know we scored a, a last minute. Yeah, well, Warsaw as well. To be yeah. honest with you, you're right. And 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 if you can stop our midfield three playing, and you can isolate Wally and, and Rodman from that, and you sit back so you can't, we can't counter attack. Yeah. But but they do that, and we'll we'll start finding other solutions. Um, so that's the yeah. thing I like about Hurst. And um, it's actually interesting. Um, I don't know if I doubt it. You listened to Five Live this afternoon, but um, they had like um, on the BBC. Um, Live, they had a kind of like a football chat show almost because they weren't didn't have the Premier League game, and they had yeah. Richie Wellens on there, um, oh, yeah, and yeah. they had him on there. They had Alex Bruce, um, they had um, Julian Lescott, and some all sorts of things about managers and stuff. And yeah, he was interesting to talk about. He's talking about tactics and different things, and he reminded me a bit of Hurst, you know, honest lower league football manager with lots of bright ideas. And yeah, I'm, I'm confident that Hurst will, um, you know, Hurst and Doiki will have plans, and they'll be working on different things. And you know, we don't just have one tactic, do we? He make as you said, uh, he makes little subtle changes all the time. And you could talk, call our four one four one, you know, four two three one. It can be four three three. It changes, you know, with a, a yeah. few little movements from the management. We get different shapes. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. And yeah, kind of. Um, well, let's not go ahead to all the shot game now, but maybe do. Yeah. Um, yeah, just finish covering this game, but yeah, it's going to be interesting as we go forward. We have finished covering this game, all yeah. right. Anyway, I'm interested to see what anyone else had to say in the three mood match reports this yeah. week, Ollie. So yeah, so there was quite a few. There was a kind of like yeah, quite a few different three different buckets. Um, <laughs> so there was yeah, Madison wonder goal, which it clearly was. It was a fantastic. Apparently, the time said um, they t- he tapped it in. So I don't yes, know what game they were watching. Um, then um, <laughs> Daniel Francis had to happen. Um, Steve Bradford um, went down fighting. Um, Derek Matthews below usual standard, which seems a bit harsh compared to what... Maybe that was just a result, so maybe that's what... And the first, one, first half was a little yeah. bit below standard, I think. Yeah, A. Plummer, we're still top, so it's worth remembering that. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary yeah. Jones, keep the faith. Um, Mark and Smethurst, let's, let's go again. And Matty Nicholas, um, keep Henderson up front. Um, so yeah, obviously a little funny one at the end there. But um, yeah, town fans, <laughs> no one seems bothered, do they? No one seems... No. Disheartened. No one seems to, like, not saying care. That's just too strong a uh, kind of word to use. But everyone's just like, "Yep, yeah, we lost, but we go again." And and quite a few people were saying, "The season restarts now." So Stephen Bowdler said that. Let's start again now. Um, season starts now. So let's get another run going. Yeah, it's good, Ollie. I mean, I, I did see someone said one of the things I think I read on it was "monkey off the back," which is interesting. I've been to me. saying I, that, haven't I? I said that I didn't want us to start trying to draw games. Which, just to be clear. That never, ever happened. But you do see that happen to teams, don't they? They start edging yeah. back and going, oh, let's just keep the clean Let's keep the clean record. Let's keep the clean record. But yeah, interesting point. Yeah, so I, I, I don't, I'm not too sure about that one personally, but um, yeah, I, I've seen a few people say that. So yes, there we go. I, I, I suppose that's it. We, we lost. <laughs> I mean, what did Paul Hurst have to say? That's the only other thing. I, I, don't, I haven't seen it. Yeah, so he said he was I'm proud of the players. Um, he said he was going to, um, if we're going to lose a game, then that's the way to lose it. Um, yeah. because they were clinging on for large parts of the game. Um, it just wouldn't quite drop for us. I think my only criticism is that we didn't work the keeper enough. Uh, but ultimately, um, we've seen what it means for teams to beat little old Shrewsbury. So that's quite mm. a funny little tongue-in-cheek comment. <laughs> to come to a team like Peterborough, who won to get in the playoffs, and for them to cling on the end is a credit to the team. What a great strike. You can't get away from that. Um, and he says, yeah, I'm just proud of the players. Um, there's no inquest um, after the game. Also, there'll be no crisis meetings. We'll dust ourselves down. Um, and then it's frustrating um, that we haven't got a league game next week or on Tuesday night to try and get back to yeah. winning ways. But what is what it is, and Aldershot is next, 
Um, and uh, yeah, to be right, for, you know, basically we need to be right for them because it's a, they're a decent side, which obviously links us quite nicely onto. Before we just do the predictions, that links us nicely onto their FA Cup. So predictions, we both went um, for a draw. So nil mm-hmm. point so for us. So um, yeah, moving on to the FA Cup. Just I got an in- interesting comment for. You. I was looking on um, on Twitter um, just as we were getting some uh, on the way back, and I just searched older shot on shoes, and I found um, a t- an older shot fan who tweeted. Um, uh, be interesting to, um, game, whatever, and he basically insinuates that Shrewsbury won't be trying in the FA Cup because they'll be focusing on the league. So, what do you think about that? It's it's an interesting point, that isn't it? I I I think for the fact that obviously we've, we've got uh, this this run has just been ended. I think it's probably worse for them. I think yeah. that we are going to be angry. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> that's my. That was exactly my thought. Well, there's two things. I don't know whether you agree with this. Well, firstly, we both agree we're going to be angry and we're going to put some rights and we're going to get back winning again. But secondly, yeah. can you ever consider for a second? that Hurst would ever go into a game not caring, not wanting to win. No. So firstly, no. he's going to want to win every single game. But then also, you know, let's be honest, Hurst is no fool, and I'm sure the club talked to him. FA Cup run, potentially mm-hmm. going yeah. to someone like Man United. I'm sure Hurst is thinking that just from a football perspective. You know, you get um, Spurs away at Wembley. My God, he's got a different January transfer or summer budget. I was about to say that, yeah. If you, if you think about getting to round three in a big club, you can you can start to think about, you know, if we lose Ben Godfrey, you're paying 200 grand for someone better, yeah. to, you know, just as good to come yeah. in who's done the job. So, yeah, I totally agree with that, Ollie. And um, I think it'd be mad to do anything other than go for the FA Cup. I mean, at the end of the day, we're playing all shot at home. Yeah. And, you know, we've both done a bit of research. They're what? They're, they're ninth. Oh, yeah, they're ninth. They're, yeah, they're ninth, ninth in the in league. The conference. They're up and down. They're not brilliant. Um, they've got no one I've ever root off, particularly in their squad. Um, they've got no ex-town players, which is good as well. Um, <laughs> so it's not a game that we should be worrying about. I mean, considering who we played and how well we played, if he even if he rotates out a couple of them and maybe gives Shalice a start, like right starts back, pain or something like yeah, that. Exactly, or or, <laughs> or even, Ganua. You know, exactly Ganua or you the know Bryn Morris, who, who played well when yeah, he came Bryn on Saturday. You know, maybe play four four two. That's a question. Then do we go four four two? Play Bryn and maybe a go-go or someone in central midfield, um, play two wingers and maybe pay the shop and, um, yeah, paying up mm. front or something, Gunnar on the yeah. on one of the wings. Yeah, it sounds like a good... I mean, I definitely think we'll see one of the wingers get rested because yeah. of the, the sheer work rate they've been putting in. It also depends what we do on Tuesday night when we play in the in the stupid trophy yeah. game. Um, I suspect we might see an incredibly weak squad there and yeah. rotate it as much as possible. So, yeah, it all depends on a couple of facts of like that. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's a game we should be winning. Um, I, I don't think we should be fearing older shot and I th- like, think we'll be in the next round. Um, and the other thing I would also say that counts in our favour of going for it is there's no way we want to replay. In, in any point of time, do we no. need to replay in this game. So he's going to want to finish it on the day. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, just so for those fans um, who just want to know a little bit more about older shot, what they've done the last few weeks. So um, they lost yeah. um, 3-1 to Barrow um, away um, on this Saturday. Um, they um, drew to all with Sutton and they beat, beat your favourite team in the um, in the National uh, National League and they beat Tranmere 2-1. Um, Everyone beats Tranmere. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Tranmere are like 15th or something. Um, He's still hanging in there, Mickey, is, yeah. somehow. So Gary Waddock um, is their manager. So just a bit of info on him. So he had 21 cats for Ireland. Um, and he played most of his career at QPR, Luton, and Bristol Rovers, and Millwall. Mm. And then, interestingly, he played three seasons in Belgium. So, um, right. so that's interesting. So, yeah, older shot um, next. Um, we're definitely going to. St- I was nearly swore them. We're going to stuff. I think we're going to come out like like cheesy lions, but like lions. You know, we're going to come out, and I think we're going to. You know, there's going to be places up for grabs. It's going to be a bit like I think like the Bristol Rovers game. Yeah, there's been places up for grabs. Bit of pride at stake, 
um, a whole week of chomping on the bit to get out there. Um, and yeah, hopefully a good attendance at home. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll um, yeah we'll uh, we'll put them put these guys to the sword. So you said all that, Ollie, but we still need a prediction for this week's prediction competition. <laughs> so by how many? I'm gonna go um, Shrewsbury Town three three nil. Oh, I was gonna say that. <laughs> I will go. But just if you think that's what you, if you think that's what it's gonna be, that's what you should go for. No, we said the same. I, 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 I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four one. Four one. Okay. Yeah. Before you're gonna say two nil then. You're going for it? No, I'm going for it. I think yeah. we will. I, I think we played really well on Saturday in the second half, and if we play anything like that, then we'll smash and we'll smash a conference. So do you think? Um, do you think Henderson and McGlivery will start? Maybe Henderson on the right wing. <laughs> well, up front, he almost got to that corner, didn't he? I think. I, yeah, I don't think there's any point in playing Henderson, and you've got to also consider the fact that a few of the lone players might not even get permission, so we might not ah, be able to play Godfrey. I think. Uh, yeah, Godfrey. Not... Definitely, there's a chance he might not. I don't think Man United are going to worry too much about Dean Henderson. No, because he's here all year. But Godfrey's obviously only here till January. Yeah, and so is. Adams. Good point. But then well, I, I suspect we might get permission to play Adams. So who knows, yeah. really? Yeah, no, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess, yeah, Godfrey's probably the, mo- the one that's most likely not to um, get a... Yeah. I, I think they'll let uh, Morris, um, 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 Clint, um, Carl Morris, sorry, play up front. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd be happy with a go-go um, Nolan and, and Bryn Morris playing in central midfield for a game. I don't think we'd have a problem with no, that. No, so no. If it's four four two, we don't need the third cent- the third midfielder anyway, yeah, do we? So, so it, it might be all right. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Maybe let's get some kind of yeah debate going online. So yeah, if you, um, you listen to the podcast, please send us a message um, at Salocast. And yeah, what team would you play and what formation would you play for the FA Cup game? So Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I'd say it'd be better to judge it on the Tuesday. Cause, After you know, for the example, Tuesday, if- yeah. Yeah, if if Shalis, um plays, which I think he will on Tuesday, because he is, you've also got to remember this. We talked about the defence, but in essence, we've now got four players playing in defence yeah. who played on Saturday, and the next defender is Shellis. So he's got to give him a bit more game time on on Tuesday night. And if he plays well, I wouldn't actually necessarily see it as a problem and playing him on, on from the start against Aldershot just to kind of keep him in some game time because we could well need him if Riley, who's a bit injury prone, gets injured again. And Bolton's already been out for a couple of games this season. Then what? We are, yeah. you know, stuffed a bit, aren't we? You yeah, know, and there's no emergency right loans anymore. Nope. So we, we've got to kind of cover off our bases there. So these two cup games maybe give us a chance to yeah. blood him a bit more. So, yeah, I think he's a decent little lad, but um, we'll see how that goes, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there we go. We'll look forward to the cup. A bit of a break. The other good thing about this cup game, I suppose, and the fact that apparently the next game we're having in the league might get called off. Yeah, I know. Trump, we might still be top by the time that we have our next game, which would be, I think it would be Walsall. No, yeah, because Wigan right. game will be cancelled, won't it? Yeah, so it might be a while till we play in the league again, but yeah, here we go. We'll, we'll still won't have lost any more games between now and the middle of November, so it'll be one loss uh, in between now, you know, between the start of the season and the middle of November, we'll have lost one league game, which is a bit mental, isn't do it? Think still, really? be, do you think that would be a good thing having this break, or do you think it would be a bad thing? I don't think it'll matter. I think I think it might be, you know, I think it will give us time to do a bit more on the training ground and almost have a, you know, a mini a mini pre-season almost again, you know what yeah. I mean, in terms of yeah, get do some gets maybe get some more tactics and different options under the belt. Um, yeah, I implicitly trust Paul Hurst exactly, to exactly. do what he wants to do. I've got no, no, I'm not going to criticise his methods and his techniques. So, whatever the man wants to do, get on with it. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll deliver the results. Exactly. Cool. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, unfortunate. So, yeah, we, we should be. Yeah, I think we've both been quite chipper in this pod. Um, and uh, I think that's yeah. fair. Um, you know, absolutely tremendous result um, in terms of the start of the season we've had so far. We've all thoroughly enjoyed it, and yeah, the season kicks on, and yeah, we're still a long way to go. Still a long way to go, and I, I really don't see it being the time where the wheels come off I think no. it's one of those things and I, but and it'll I be a test won't it if we do have a few frustrating games that will be the test of the, the mentality of the squad um, so yeah but we'll carry on looking forward to more games 
We will, and we shall be here to cover them, Molly. And yep. we shall be back next week to cover the the two cup games, or at least the major league FA Cup <laughs> game, because it's always a big part of everyone's season. I do like the FA Cup, um, so yes, I shall be back in my normal seat, and we shall we shall be looking forward to that. So yeah, we'll catch you next uh, Sunday, guys, and uh, Cheers, yeah, have a good guys. week.